Hello. Welcome to our podcast called... Now there's an idea. <laughs> we are Matt and Sammy, and this is a podcast that has been made because we are very creative people who are ultimately very lazy. We have a lot of ideas for good things that we want to see made, but we cannot be bothered to make them. So we are enlisting anyone who's listening <laughs> oh. to, uh, to be our creative team. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no if you want to. But basically, that's, that's the premise. We've got lots of great ideas. We think we're, they're great ideas. If you disagree, don't tell us. <laughs> or do tell us and tell us how you make it better. Oh, love it. Innovate the innovation. Because that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> good ideas. Again, though, we think they're good ideas. They are probably not. This is going to be more of an improv session. We've decided that the rules, the rules of this podcast are we cannot say no to any idea, no matter how stupid. Even if it's the very first idea. Which is pre-buttered crackers. So we all, we all like crackers. We all like to butter our crackers. So I don't know. This is this is where I disagree. Don't like I don't like to butter well, no, my I mean, crackers. We all like them buttered. Precisely. But I don't. don't enjoy buttering my crackers because there's always that moment you either put it on the plate and you butter it and maybe you've got one of those plates that's like bowl shaped and you can't really get the knife in properly or you pick it up and you put it in your hand and then it cracks and then that's your cracker ruined and then you have to find specific pieces of cheese that fit on those specific uh, it's it's a puzzle and it's stressful for me so it, it's a whole palaver it really is and uh pre-buttered crackers would solve that problem pre-buttered crackers however you're not allowed to say no <laughs> <laughs> that was stated as the rule i'm not too i'm not too convinced just yet i think i think this needs some work so my thinking is that you already get pre-buttered serene slices right why why is pre-buttered crackers any different when did you last buy pre-buttered serene slices before this quarantine <laughs> well uh there's obviously a market for them because they have made them and hmm. I do still see them in the shops. Yeah, not in the refrigerated aisle as well, which is another discussion we've had. I think they're in the meal deal bit where I've seen them. Yeah, not which refrigerated is... though. Yeah. I don't think you would need to refrigerate pre-buttered no, I'm crackers. I'm sure they made butter that can you know, last spread. nuclear wars. <laughs> I personally believe that pre-buttered crackers is a great idea. I would love to open a packet of Jacob's Crackers, other cracker brands are available, and not have to butter them. Do they come in packs of twos? Are they no. butter to butter? The, no. Butter to butter? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. They'd have to be butter to butter, wouldn't they? Because otherwise it'd be yeah, all over the wrapper. Yeah, that's true. Butter to butter. Okay. When you open a big pack of Jacob's crackers, they're all pre-buttered. I'm a sucker for an aesthetic dinner party. I love doing cheese board or charcuterie board. One of the most annoying things is getting the the crackers to look all beautiful next to all of your cheeses and then you've got to find a bowl of butter or a little thing of butter to stick on there somewhere it's not really the world's biggest issue i appreciate but it's an issue to me and i would like to resolve it with pre-buttered crackers i think capitalism is all about finding a niche <laughs> it's about solving a problem if you're having this problem there's probably someone else having the problem and this solves that problem precisely yeah uh, but I'm thinking maybe we go one step further. Oh, okay. We offer pre-buttered crackers. Okay. But also we offer pre-buttered, pre-cheesed <gasps> crackers. 
Now you're talking. Yeah, so like you don't have to even bother either. this party. You slide it straight out of the packet, five <gasps> different types of cheese, maybe even different types of butter. Pre-buttered, pre-cheesed, pre-Branston pickled. If that's Other what you're into. Other are available. It, uh, it eliminates even more problems. Is that just I'm now the thinking, epitome of convenience? What else though? can we pre-butter? See, now you're on my side. Pre-buttered bread. Yeah. Pre-buttered steaks, garlic butter. Actually, well, that, that, that exists. That is a thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. See, other things are pre-buttered. Yeah, so we're not really inventing the wheel here, are we? I don't even Someone's think we're really done that with pre-buttered steaks. Precisely. And pre-buttered okay. serene. I think I'm ready to Plausible. vote. Plausible. Plausible. Yeah? Ding, ding. Love it, I'm finally. I'm not sure if you'd make a lot of money out of that, though. Oh, no. Not that that's what this is about. That wouldn't be my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be your fame. Ooh, the inventor <laughs> of pre-buttered crackers. <laughs> oh, I'll be on an episode of QI. Other panel shows are available. <laughs> so pre-buttered crackers, you eat them sometimes at picnics. I think we should move on from what pre-buttered crackers. Oh, we are moving on. Okay. What else? Smooth segue. <laughs> do we eat at picnics? Uh, well, I know you're going to say sandwiches because I can see what's <laughs> written on your piece of paper. But sandwiches. talk me through it. Okay. So this is my idea. Now, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. Sandwich museum. Now, we all eat sandwiches. I'm going to go ahead and pull a number out of my ass and say 10 out of 10 people have eaten a sandwich. <laughs> and I'm going to say 9 out of 10 people on a daily basis enjoy sandwiches. <laughs> there are many types of sandwiches. You've got chicken and bacon, chicken and bacon and mayo. Whoa. Uh, chicken, <laughs> yep. bacon, lettuce and tomato, BLT, the Seems famous like really BLT. really meat focused here. Cheese. Well, and great. Pickle. Or also known as... Plowmans, yes. The Plowmans, the famous Plowmans. There's also other famous sandwiches. The club sandwich. Where did it come from? Uh, I don't know. You would like to I know, I would though. love to know. Okay. I would love to know the history of every sandwich. And maybe even one day, your pre-buttered cracker invention would be in the Hall of Fame within the Sandwich Museum, because that's my idea. The Sandwich Museum. Now, there's a place in Kent... Yes, yes. With a sign. With a sign. Mm. Point in one way it says ham, <laughs> and point in the other way it says sandwich. This is the perfect place it is. for the sandwich museum. Next to that sign, directly behind it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how big it's going to be. I don't imagine there'll be rides, not straight away. Oh. But I'm thinking they could make the perfect examples of each of these famous sandwiches. And what, what, do, you, what do they call that? Uh, preserve it with mm-hmm. uh, something. I don't know. Science. Is there going to be an interactive element to this museum? Uh, you'd hope so. Perhaps. I would be happy if it was just a museum with sandwiches in that gave you the history, but I think we can do one better. Well, what about like the chocolate factory in York where you so make your own chocolate bar? You make your own sandwich and, and you even name it. It could end up being on the Hall okay. of Fame. Yeah, that, oh, that works. I see. Sure. I mean, there are definitely sandwich fillings that have history, like Coronation Chicken. There could be a section about that. But what is it? No one knows. Well, we do know. <laughs> but you'll have to well, find out more of at us the would museum. Know if there was a museum. Wasn't it invented for the Queen's coronation? That sounds about right. It's a nice day out though, isn't it? For the family. To the sandwich museum. Just, yeah, you take your sandwiches along. Ham and sandwich. Yeah. Or, oh, or, I mean, would you, you take your sandwich to the sandwich museum? You probably though? wouldn't want to, would you? No. You'd see all these beautiful sandwiches and you'd think, oh, what am I eating here? What about the restaurant? cafeteria area is like it's picnic benches or mm. astroturf and there's little blankets laid out and you have a little picnic with your family yeah that would and be you nice. can get all the classics 
all the classics. Freshly made. What's your favourite sandwich? <clears throat> Chibayo, because it's chicken, bacon, mayonnaise. Okay. Does anyone else call them Chibayo? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure if I've heard that or I've made that up. So it's got a nice ring to it. Chibayo. Chicken, bacon, you can't go wrong. Mayo just makes it go down even easier. Well, other condiments are available. <laughs> I'm quite partial to the Christmas brie and cranberry. Oh. I love a brie and cranberry. Look yeah. forward to that Christmas when they start putting them on the shelves in early Would September. Would make it into the sandwich museum, though? Perhaps you could have a festive... That's a good idea. Yeah. Then people should... can come four times a year. Yeah. Spring, summer, autumn, winter. Mm, we all know maybe the, just... the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Maybe just a yearly museum, but at Christmas there's a specific Christmas section. Uh, now that you mention it, I think there should be seasonal sandwiches. Okay. And then maybe even people that go to the museum get to vote on which one should go into the, the Hall of Fame. Okay. I like that. It needs yeah. to win by a lot, though. It can't just be like a 52%. Well, then perhaps you could get, you know, affiliate deals and... Sponsored, sponsored by Walker's Crisps. Or sponsored... The Walker's Crisp Sandwich. The Walker's Crisp Sandwich. <laughs> I, I meant more... You know, you have a deal with Tesco, other supermarkets are available, and the Hall of Fame sandwich is the, the monthly oh, sandwich yeah. in the meal deal section. Yeah. Sponsorship. So that's how we can make even more money. Not that this is about making money. <laughs> but we do think about making money a lot. And I actually think a sandwich museum would be very popular. And it wouldn't be like you could only do one. You could have it all over the country. Yeah. Because uh, everyone knows what a sandwich is. I would say sandwiches may even be bigger than the Beatles. I can't argue statement. with your logic. <laughs> well, there we go. Plausible or not? Plausible. Very plausible. I think so. I think I would visit, especially if it wasn't too far away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ding, ding. What, what sort of prices are we talking about? What do you reckon? Ooh. Tenner? Well, I'd pay a tenner. To visit sandwiches. You know, if it's any more, I'd expect free little tasters as you walk around. Perhaps there cheese. should be tasters of the most recent Hall of Fame winner. Mm. Like This is the one that's most recently won. Either you can try and come up with your own one to take it off the top, or you can vote for it if it's amazing. Yeah, and I'm also thinking tasters of crisps that you can pair with the sandwiches. Oh, The best crisps pairings. as a side. Yeah, I mean, oh, I've just opened up a whole new wing to this have. museum. And soft drinks. You could do like a wine pairing, but with Ribena. Yeah. So like a ploughman's with a summer fruits. Mm, no. I don't know. I think it'd have to be a bit stronger. I think a ploughman's would go with a, a salt and vinegar crisp. Yeah, but what, what drink? Oh. Like a strong blackcurrant. Sort of take the edge off the cheese. Like a, a nice apple cider. Well, alcoholic beverages are available. Oh. <laughs> For some reason, I envision no children in this museum. <laughs> it was I all think, just adults. I was thinking mostly. It was a fa it's a family thing. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've ended up talking about sandwiches with my family, so this would be, this would just be a great occasion to to really deep dive into the history of sandwiches. Plausible. Plausible. Ding ding. I'll visit. Happily. So there are other things you could do with your families. <laughs> you are the king of segway. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna school everyone here in segwaying. So there are other things you could do with your families. Other days out, other mm -hmm. activities. One of them being escape rooms. Oh yes. So Love an escape room. I haven't done too many. I've done four, three. I don't know. Maybe even two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've done quite a few. Yes. All over the place. You've travelled for them. 
um, so people within travel. Kent. <laughs> I do know someone that I work with, though, that has probably done most of the ones in Kent. Yeah. So there's probably, there's probably quite a few, but people do them regularly. Mm. Some people do them regularly. Some people not so much. But they probably want to. Mm-hmm. And there are many different types. Some are about pirates. Some are dinosaurs. Um, some are ancient Egypt I, I, or ghosts. I don't know where you're going with this now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'm segueing straight <laughs> okay. to it. Trust me. Full speed ahead. None, to my knowledge, are about being on Mars or a mission to and from Mars. I suppose we should caveat here. This is an important disclaimer. We have done zero research about oh, yeah. any of the things we're talking about. There's probably already a sandwich oh, museum. A 100% there will be. And if there is, <laughs> we've had a lot of good ideas. We have. They can take get, them. Get a sponsorship. I mean, we're giving them out away for free. We want people to take them. I would them. love to go to this museum mm. and eat some pre-buttered crackers. Oh, wow, that really was a nice circle. Should we just end here? <laughs> well, we could end here or we could shoot. For Mars. Okay. Oh, wow. And discuss <laughs> the Mars escape room. Okay. But well, it's, it, how I, is it different to normal escape rooms? So escape rooms, you've got an hour. Yes. Well, generally, yeah. This escape room is different because, I don't know, I haven't decided yet. Whoever makes this can decide. I think it should be longer. Okay. I think it should be a day out. I don't know, you've got four hours to complete it. But this is like multi-roomed, multi-objective Mars experience. So it's going to cost more money, 100%. But this is for the people that have done, they've traveled the country, they've done all the escape rooms, they've dug up dinosaurs or fought pirates, whatever it is. Is it the same structure though? So you follow clue by clue by clue and then you end up, ah. See, that's what's different about it. With technology, it it can be randomized. (laughs) Does this technology exist? I know it exists, but I have no idea how to do it. (laughs) So that's why it's on this show. zero research. (laughs) (laughs) So this is is the idea. Okay. I'll, I'll go into a bit of detail. This one's a big one. Okay. Um, we we warmed up with pre-butter crackers. We uh, that's rude. We sort okay. of we went up to our waists with the sandwich museum. We're now going fully immersed into the water of innovation and ideas. Wow! With this Mars mission, water of innovation. So that's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Mm, sure. My inspiration on this, by the way, was the film The Martian. Oh, my all-time fave. So if you've seen the film, you probably already know where I'm going with this. You. Everything you need will come on this touchscreen interactive TV. And immediately it goes wrong. But what what goes wrong can change every time. So you could end up doing this several times, at mm-hmm. least four times. There's, maybe there's four different ways it can go wrong. Okay. But then it randomizes the amount it goes wrong. It randomizes the times it goes wrong. Okay, and so it actually depends, you could do it many, many yeah, times. And it depends on how you fix it to what things go wrong. So if you fix it, but you kind of do it a bit rough. Mm. Maybe something else goes wrong. But if you fix it and you nail it, that thing is safe. Are we saying that it's constant stimulus, constant things going wrong, constant puzzle solving for four hours? Or are there lulls? Are there, you know, do you get your lunch served to you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, four hours is a long time. It really is. So maybe two would be better. But if you're doing a long thing, it could be cool to like, you have to make sure that the food printing machine comes online. So basically, it is full fatal critical error or whatever it is. So the whole thing fails. And it's like life support is draining. You, you know, your oxygen's going. You've got to figure out how to stop that. That's your first port of call. But as a team, 
And there are you resources to... there as well to yeah, help you yeah. with those. Yeah, yeah. So in the okay. room, there are uh, switches, dials, and things like that. And there are Can also there puzzles, like a normal escape room. A cool, funny AI sidekick. Yes, that helps you out. Yes. Yeah. I would it love that. Like I'm thinking, um, what's that film? Moon, is it? With yeah. Sam Rockwell? Mm. Great film. I think that's a good idea. Yeah? Because, I, I don't know about you, but I've been in escape rooms and they're over the walkie-talkie and they're like, yeah, just look again. <laughs> and it's like mm. uh, okay two escape yeah, no, rooms no, look again just look harder at the circle yeah. thing it's like two escape rooms i've done takes you out of it doesn't it they have actually had broken bits yeah broken yeah. pieces of I mean, equipment sometimes and, things break well no one of them for instance we were trying to do the thing for a very very long time mm. and eventually the lady came in the room and said oh it looks like that's broken so we spent probably 10 minutes trying okay. to get this candle to flicker where the battery had run out. Yeah, that's not on really, is no. it? And I think with this being, with the Mars thing, being mostly a TV, a touchscreen, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the software is, is kept up to date, I don't really see it going wrong too much. You know, you've not got any mechanical things, you know, like a clock door that doesn't open even though you've yeah. got the right time. I mean, there definitely still should be those tangible elements yeah. to it. But I think also, you have, you have you been to the Science Museum in London? We went together. Yes. <laughs> On the top floor, they have all those games for kids, which tell you how, tell you how to uh, replan uh, city mm-hmm. water pipes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think, I think that, would, that would be the sort of interactivity that we'd be looking at. Okay. But Mars themed and less for kids. Mm. I like it. Yeah. And I think you've, you've got so many systems. So you've got life support, comms array. You've got to reset the comms so you can get mm-hmm. help or something. Hack the defense or lockdown system so you can get into another room. Okay. Uh, maybe that room allows you to do one of the other objectives. So I'm thinking when it goes wrong on the screen, things start to flash red that are broken and you've got to fix. You've got, you've got to decide as a team which is the priority, which one is going to keep you alive the longest. Okay. And maybe this is less about, oh, oh you completed it all. Maybe it's more about how long you survived. Okay. So there is always a way to survive. Otherwise, that'd be mean. Mm. And there's always a way to say, yep, green tick. You guys can come out now knowing that you would I live think, on Mars. Yeah, it's a good idea considering the the business model of an escape room is fundamentally flawed in that the customers can only do it once before yeah. they know all the answers. So yeah. this is good in that you can do it multiple it times. It and you've got the same puzzle, customers coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Because, I mean, you could come back. And you could have 75% of the same puzzles. And you're like, yeah. oh, I know, I know what you've got to do here. You've got to do that and that. But if we design it to be, yes, they're puzzles, but also they're more games. You need someone else to be on that side of the room to input the code as it's coming. And this person has to twist these knobs, etc. I don't know. We may need an astronaut. It's going to be quite a complex game. It sounds intense, but... The, the lady that I work with that has done a lot of escape rooms and is very competitive, I think she would thoroughly enjoy that challenge. Yeah. So maybe would. it's like, yeah, level up from... Yes, that's a good idea. So you could give ranks. Ooh. You go in, if you've done it, never done it, you go in lowest rank. Okay. And maybe you've even got a pro, you start a profile. You know how you, they usually yeah, ask you, so you've got what's like your name, blah, 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 sign this in thing. case you die. So your profile has your rank and it has the time that you lasted or okay. if you succeeded and then next time you go you're the rank up you're like level two and maybe different different things that went wrong in different ways that they were fixed give different points so you might come out with you know 60 percent and next time you go in 
you might come out with 80%, but it's because you fit something in a different way, but you're not yeah. sure what. So you're never really sure of how to get the absolute best score. You've just got to keep going in and trying. Yeah. And there can be a leaderboard. People I think a leaderboard would be, yeah. yeah. I'd be there every weekend if there was a leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Plausible. Yeah. And there could also be secret side quests for bonus points or just for, you know, bragging rights. Like, okay. Oh, it wasn't on the board, but I, I also saved the alien outside that was pouring to get in. I don't know. Pouring? I just made that up on the spot. They <laughs> have pores. Tell. Aliens have pores. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's lots you could do with it. Yeah. And I would, I would love to be involved. Can I take that idea and add to it Dungeons and Dragons? Because I, we play Dungeons and Dragons. We do. We love Dungeons and Dragons. We do. I would love it to be more interactive. The way we play it, we you know, the standard way. We have little minis on a board and we move them around. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love it when an actual puzzle is put in front of us and we've got to figure mm. out the runes and, you know, decode the message. So, so an escape room that's D&D &D themed. So do you go in with a character? Oh, I mean, I hadn't like thought of that. Character. But yeah, that would be even better. Like by D&D &D themed, do you just mean fantasy themed? No. Or do you mean... Okay. Then I do mean go in with the character. <laughs> a bit more role-playing to it. Yeah. So are there going to be actors in there, you know, like a tavern owner or, or like a goblin in there? That would be really cool to have it interactive, yeah. yeah so I saw a YouTube video. <gasps> oh, Matt says he saw a YouTube video I watched 400 a lot of times YouTube a day. Videos. So listeners, please drink whenever he says that. This particular YouTube video talks about a place in America can't remember what state. There's not a lot of information I'm going to give you here, but it'll be enough for you to Google. <laughs> Again, uh, zero research. There is a place in America where that, where that exists. Fantasy Where land. it's a whole town. Oh, that's cool. And actually, it's quite similar to what I just said about levels. I think they go in. It's probably where I ripped it off. They go in and they have their level one and they get given three objective cards and they have to walk around. I think it's in Utah or something. It's one of those states, you know, where there's literally nothing mm -hmm. else there. They've got to walk around. They talk to the volunteer actors that, ha that have loops, sort of like Westworld. Actually, it's exactly like Westworld, except there aren't any robots that I know of. Spoiler. <laughs> they go around. They complete these objective cards. If they do all three, they hand them in at the end of the day. Um, I think they collect cards once they've finished. Mm -hmm. uh, they hand them in at the end of the day. They, get, they level up. So then they can go back again. And they get more objective cards and the same actors are there and they can be involved in multiple objectives. So you get to know them. So it is like a real world Yeah, but it's on a big game. scale. So you can go there and you don't have to act. Some of some people go dressed up as their own character. That's what I'm thinking about the some escape Some people just room. go there as like I want to go as my little tiefling bard. And that's what they do. So that's I think very cool. the YouTube, in the YouTube video, the girl had blue hair. So YouTube girl with blue hair. No, like D&D &D world <laughs> in America okay. or something. Okay. It's nothing to do with D&D. &D. So bringing it back to an escape room, that sounds amazing. Mm. I don't think it would get off the ground in Britain, personally. But as an escape yeah. room, I, I don't know how this would work. Maybe this is, again, for a listener to do because I can't be bothered. I would love to incorporate dice rolling to dictate whether or not you're mm. successful in certain tasks. But what if you just are bad at rolling and you, or, or so you I roll am terrible bad. at rolling. I would not yeah. get past the first. So you pay quest. you pay twenty quid an hour and you just roll in ones and they're like, oh, sorry, no, you just got to stay here. That's part of the fun of it. Then I well know having rolled <laughs> more natural ones in my time than any other number on the dice. I just again, 
I haven't done any research. I haven't even fully thought that one should, through. Actually, I'm quite interested. Okay. To see if, if see if it would be viable in Britain, because more and more people are people play D and D that I've yeah you know, I've heard like oh mm. you play D and D me too. Uh, it, it, we we found that shop in Canterbury, didn't we? Mm. Where they play D and D downstairs. Mm. Uh, I don't. I think it's in in England. It's not something that people are st- open with. It's, yeah, it's a bit I think more, the only people nerdy, we have found that play D and D have told us because we have mentioned that we play D and D. So the Mars mission plausible, plausible, ding, 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 though. love it. Well, you're going to need big bucks to to create that. Not just a cool set, but also the whole software. So it's plausible. It, I think people will be into it, but yeah. it, you're going to need a risk taker to Wonder- create it. We can get Elon Musk involved in this. He loves space yeah, he loves and Mars. stuff. Yeah. In fact, it could be a great simulation for, for the people that are applying to go to Mars for him. You should have a, a flight simulator type thing. Elon Musk might be listening. I doubt. If he is, if you are, please do this. <laughs> for us. <laughs> for back. two strangers in the UK. Sorry, yeah, go on. The flight simulator. So yes. you know those little ones where you strap in mm-hmm. and then it like bounces you, you around? I went on one of those in Florida. Yeah. Universal, maybe. It's called Isn't Mission it to Epcot? Mars. It's in Epcot. <laughs> Epcot, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go in and it spins you around on a... Oh, um, so I So it simulates gravi- like high Gs. Mm-hmm. So you, it tells you what buttons to press. It's really cool. It's all basically a video, but you okay. see it get spun around and it tells you to press buttons. I'm thinking less spinning around because I am yeah, personally I mean, not a fan of that. I'm well. thinking You more... don't feel like you've been spinning around though. That's the thing. You just feel heavy. Okay, that, I mean, that could be part of it. I was thinking more the ones where you strap in and then there's a screen in front of you and then yeah. it like looks as just if shakes you're... It a little bit. Yeah, it shakes yeah. you, but it still makes you feel like you're moving that way. Maybe yeah. that's part of it. And maybe you determine what happens on the screen based on what buttons yeah. you press. Or you're in the first room, mm-hmm. the problems show up, mm-hmm. you decide what ones you're going for. You're a great team leader. Everyone gets involved. 100% success. Mm-hmm. Now you have to get off the planet. So you get, you go into the last room. Okay. You all get strapped in. And depending on how well you did, how many fuel reserves you saved, how well you did on the comms array, to, like, how clear the <laughs> instructions really are. You really want this to be part of it, don't you? The comms array. And <laughs> it's a very important part of space okay. missions. Mm. Then you get in the ship and depending on how well you did on, on the rest of it is how easy it is to do this last bit, which is exactly what you're talking about, the flight simulator. Everyone has a space. Okay. Uh, everyone has a job. The only thing you... I'm thinking now is you may need to do it with like four people. Yeah, I was just thinking perhaps you go in and everyone has a job role and a rank. So maybe you have a captain and you have a yeah. comms so if you've array not done that job before, engineer. You can do it again. So we've just multiple, multiplied the times yeah. you can do it by four. Yeah. Also, you could do it with other people that you don't know. That yeah. could be fun. That could be fun. Maybe if you like a specific job title. Yeah. You could be like, well, I, I always want to be the comms array engineer, so... So I'll go on my own. Yeah, I'll just wait for the next group <laughs> to I'll, come in that need a comms array engineer. Of three. Is that a thing, a comms array engineer? It is now. Communications engineer, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't even know what a comms array is, to be honest with you. I'm just going along with I, it. It sounded sci-fi. We are yes anding. And we yes. are saying, yes, this is plausible <laughs> for the Mars. Ding, ding, ding. We're saying the D&D one needs work. It does. But it could be plausible. I think as soon as you start involving other people to volunteer, Mm. to role play, these are all skills that not many people have. Even people that are playing it don't have them like us. you say that, but we went to the 
dungeons, didn't we? In the Yorkshire dungeons when we visited York. That's true, yeah. And they were fantastic, the actors they in were. there. I was terrified the entire time. It is a script that they do every day. Yeah, but if it's the same missions in the D&D yeah, room, then it would true. be a script learnt. And also, if it's people, you know, if we do it somewhere near a drama school, mm. then the students could yeah. get a, a Saturday job being, you know, the local goblin tavern keeper, and they could use that to improvise. Okay, it's possible, but it needs a, it needs a bit needs more work. work. Yeah, we're not saying no, because we're not allowed to say no. So, yeah. So if someone wants to do the additional work... Yeah. And email it to us. We should make an email. We should. Uh, we'll figure that out. Next episode, we'll have an email and you can talk to us. So, we are going to finish every episode with just something that we do quite a lot. We say, sounds like a band name. So we're going to leave every episode with a silly band name we've thought of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry Fedoras. <laughs> so Still makes me laugh. I'm thinking for like a, a, a jazz lounge band, Strawberry mm. Fedoras. You've got like a celloist, maybe, piano Do you guy. you know what it reminds me of? There's an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Amy's ex-boyfriend, the one that really likes Pilsners, mm. invites her to jazz brunch. Mm. And I feel like Strawberry Fedoras would be playing at the jazz yeah. brunch. It does seem like a daytime band, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, not a nighttime and band. And also, there's a lot of imagery that they can play with there for album covers. Yes. Strawberries, Strawberries wearing fedoras. And fedoras. And like Blues Brothers shades. Yeah. Or just pink fedoras. fedoras. I mean, that's about it <laughs> for now. Or but maybe it isn't our job to investigate these ideas. It's just our job to come up with them. A fedora filled with strawberries. Ah, there you go. There's no, I mean, the possibilities are endless. A strawberry. Have you already fedoras. said a strawberry wearing a fedora? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's loads. Even with their instruments. Strawberry fedoras, lounge jazz for brunch. So all you lounge jazz fans out there. If you've been looking for a band name for all this time and you and your band mates can't agree, there you go. And if you want to take that name and send us some music, we will promote you. Oh, absolutely. On this podcast. Yes. To all our fans. We don't have any listeners, <laughs> at least at this point. Except for maybe a jazz lounge band. And my little sister. And Elon Musk. Shout out to Nicole. And Elon Shout Musk. Shout out to Elon Musk. <laughs> so our current listeners are my little sister, a jazz lounge band. I'm thinking there's and three of Elon them, so a Musk. jazz trio. Okay, jazz trio and Elon Musk. Yeah. So shout out to all five of our listeners. You're great. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, do you know what we've forgotten to do? What? We forgot to do a theme tune. Let's just end with a theme tune. We'll end with a theme tune. Yeah. Why okay. not? We're innovating podcasts. We're not. Okay, so here we go. Oh. Do you want me to do the music? Can you do the words or you do the words and I do the music? Let's <laughs> both just do whatever comes out. Okay. I think that's probably copyrighted, but you didn't technically finish it, so And they're probably not listening. Oh, I mean Elon Musk might dub us in though. Nah, he's alright. Right. Bye then, I guess. Now there's an idea. 
Great. Boom. 